Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody out there listening, and welcome to Shouting Into the Void, our nerdy little podcast where we answer the hypothetical questions you didn't even know you had. My name is Mike. And I'm Cody. And Cody, what's our question this week? The question this week is, what village is next in Resident Evil? All right, Mike. So I've I've been playing Resident Evil Eight or Village, whatever you want to call it, because so it's much. like the V I I. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Resident Evil Eight, been playing it like constantly the last week, probably. Who hasn't been? I mean, I, besides me, I haven't been, but oh, most people have. I love it so much. So uh, I text you earlier, just talking about like uh, I think kind of review kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit, but uh, then it just got me thinking, like, what other village, what village are we going to next? What village is Umbrella going <laughs> to destroy next? Well, that's my question as we go into this is like, all right, the game title is Resident Evil Village. So how big of a role does like the concept of a village play in this game? Because, I mean, that, that's quite the title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting question to answer. Um, <laughs> the village is the setting. So like you're in this sure. small little village. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I mean, it's not that important really. Right. But right. I feel like you could say that for just about any resident evil game. Right. Where, oh, like, absolutely. The setting is basically, you know, uh, kind of irrelevant, you know, the story right. and, and the, you you could have a zombie apocalypse anywhere. Really? It'll, um, it, you never know when it could happen like every day, <laughs> but it's always like, as long as you're doing interesting things in the game, like sure. that's, it's going to work no matter where you put it, which is what kind of makes this question fun. Right. Right. Well, and that's, that's kind of what I was going towards with the question in in and of itself. Like how important is the village? Because is the sequel going to be like resident evil movie theater or resident evil water park resident evil wisconsin dells like i i would play resident evil wisconsin dells oh i'd play the fuck out of resident evil wisconsin you gotta like unblock the slides and stuff to get to new areas of the the levels and stuff gotta turn the water back on at the kalahari oh i love it (laughs) i love it already i'm there but that that wasn't that wasn't my idea because (laughs) you, you specifically said what other like fictional villages right like yeah are is umbrella gonna make into zombies next so this is Umbrella Corp gets access to some kind of multiverse jumping where where they can jump into your favorite franchise and chock full of zombies. Yeah. So uh, I guess to in order for me to tell you what my village is, uh, I'm going to have to talk about the newer Resident Evil games just to okay. like get us on on path. Sure. Um, Eyes on path. Yeah. So like just a heads up, everyone, there will likely be some spoilers here. Uh, so I'll put a time jump in the show notes if you want so that you can skip over this. If you haven't played resident evil eight, if you're a pansy and avoid spoilers, (laughs) I am full. I'm team spoiler. Spoil the fuck out of me. Yeah. Mike wants to know. So I'm a teller. I I have to know, but this is your cue. Like go to the show notes and get out of here. If you don't want to (laughs) know spoilers in three, two, one. Okay, go. Uh, so 
basically, uh, in eight, you're playing as Ethan. I don't even know his last name. It doesn't really matter. But Ethan is the guy from seven. Sure. So he was the dude in the Louisiana, the baker's house, you know, gets trapped with his wife, Mia, stuff like okay. that. Okay. Yep. So, uh, in this game, you're playing as the same person, which immediately I was like, what the fuck is going to happen here? Because, right. you know, you, I knew where the setting was like in this like weird kind of European East, like yeah, village. So how, do you, you know? how do you get there from the bayou? Right. So like you start the game and you're at your house with your newborn daughter and your wife. Okay. Right. And in Europe. No. Well, yes, you are in Europe. You are okay. in Europe. So they like move. There's some weird stuff that happens. Like, I mean, in the if DLC Louisiana was chock full of zombies, I'd get off the continent too. Yeah. Not to talk over you, but it, no. I, it's plausible. So they do like kind of address that they've moved to Europe at this point. And uh, they also go into like uh, Mia, your wife doesn't want to talk about what happened. Mm, mm-hmm. So like, and Ethan's like kind of weirded out about it in the beginning. Cause he's like, you know, I know it sucked and stuff like that, but it sucked for me too. And like, we both went through it. So why doesn't she want to talk about it? Right, 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 right. And so he's kind of weirded out by that. Whatever. Uh, your wife's reading this creepy ass fairy tale book to your daughter. Oh, which is I've weird. seen that opener. I've seen the opening yeah. cutscene. Okay. And so like all this stuff happens. Not to, not to really spoil anything, but basically there's just a black, you like you black out. Okay. And you, you wake like, up. Like, like there's a power blackout or like uh-uh. you as a person blackout. Well, I don't want to boil. I don't want to spoil it too badly, I guess, of what exactly happens. I would do like overdose or something. No, no, no. So like it's all right. I'm just going to say it. So like you're sitting there, whatever you're in a fight with your wife, I think, and she gets shot through the window and like, what? then the power goes out. Oh and, God. And so like, there's all this shooting that happens. She falls to the ground dead. All these like soldier people bust through the door. Uh, like like umbrella soldiers no so it's uh i forget the name of the agency or whatever but it's chris who is in like six i think it's chris Uh, redfield yeah he shows up at the end of seven isn't isn't he in like every game besides four practically i didn't think he was in because it's chris and claire redfield are like the main characters of all of resident okay because i didn't think he was in like uh he's not in two is he well there's leon chris claire ada and like maybe like one other resident evil character there's like yeah but like my understanding is like chris redfield is like if you had to pick one character that's the main character of the entire franchise it's chris so chris is there and he him and his agency basically just shot your wife uh, oh, you fuck, you what know the fuck, Chris? you know Chris also because he's in the end of seven, um, oh, or at okay. least in some of the DLC or whatever. He shows up in seven at some point. But still, um, what the fuck? That's like that's kind of a dick move. Yeah. So Chris is like part of this agency who is studying this new like zombie making machine, right? I mean, he's the most experienced zombie man on the planet. And we start to we start to uncover things a little bit. So I'm I'm shortening this up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I played like eight hours of a game to figure it out. Right. So here's the, <laughs> here's the cliff notes version. Um, but basically what happens is, uh, she dies. They take your daughter and they like make it clear that like he, he calls somebody and he's like, I've got the package, 
you know, I've got the package. We're going to extract whatever. And, uh, Oh my God. So they want your daughter. That's fucked up. And so they take your daughter and I think they take the wife out too. Um, like they're already got her in a body bag kind of stuff. You know, people are kind of working all over, but you're Mm -hmm. talking to Chris and, uh, they, he tells them to, I think, leave them or something, but they don't care about you. Apparently they're there for your wife and your daughter. That's weird. So they take them away, whatever. And then I think there's a scene where like a, one of his agents like punches you in the face, screen goes black. Yeah. Insult to injury. Sure. Well, then you like wake up and the car is toppled over and like on fire and everybody's dead. And you're the only one alive. Classic. And so the, the, the road that you follow, like yep. leads you into the village. And, that's and then the starts. title screen right. says Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Okay. So that's the whole thing. So to your point, like the village doesn't really matter. It could be anywhere, right? Sure. And and there is like, it doesn't really talk about it much, but like you don't really ever know where that village is. Like it it honestly could be a dream, which at certain points I was like, this is, he's going to wake up real. at the end of this. This is a video game. Right. <laughs> because... Uh, again, maybe another little spoiler alert. You should be gone already anyway. But yeah. the game to Ethan is very violent. Like to you as the main character is like you get fucked up constantly oh, yeah. in this game. Like in seven, it's not that bad. It almost makes you feel like in seven that like it's more important when you get hurt. Maybe towards the end, it starts to like show more that, sure. that you're like getting messed up. Doesn't like your hand get fucked up right away in eight? Right away in eight, your whole hand gets cut off. Your whole ass hand. Like the middle of your forearm. The giant Uh, vampire lady comes by with like. Vampire mommy? These Dresden files, uh, Denarian claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean slices off your hand. And it's it's actually a really awesome scene that I didn't see coming like at all. Because yeah. you do just like press a button to open a door and then it goes into that cutscene like really seamlessly. That's and then terrifying. your hand just cuts off. It's that's terrifying. It's pretty cool. Uh but right away I'm like, man, this is already I mean that's Visceral. a decent way into the game, but this is yeah. way more violent to you. I mean the games are always violent, but like yeah, yeah. it doesn't even feel like you can really get hurt because of what happens in the cutscenes. It's like a Mortal Kombat effect kinda. So like my Facebook video like feed, my Facebook watch is full of like Resident Evil 8 shit right now because yeah. Facebook knows that I like I'm a gamer and I watch like some streams and some let's plays and shit. Yeah. So I've seen the game, but I've only seen cutscenes. I haven't seen any gameplay because yeah. all it wants to show me is cutscenes. Sure. So I've like I've seen you like stab the vampire chick with the knife. I've seen yep. like her cut your hand. Like I've seen all this stuff happen and I'm just like. I don't have any context for this, but man, does this guy get the fuck beat out of him a lot. Constantly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it is bad, especially like towards the end game. It continues. Cause that's kind of the whole idea is that at, the game gets harder and harder. They have to throw harder things at you because you sure. start to get stronger, you know? Mm-hmm. So by the end of the game, when you're getting hit by some of this stuff, like there's a zombie with these like huge drill arms that become oh, like pretty a, prevalent. Like a Bioshock and, like, big daddy. Yeah, kind of. Except they're like human, like it's not a big daddy. They're human size, but it's the same idea. Sure. And uh, so like when you don't dodge them correctly or kill them in time, like there's this huge drill that just like goes into your abdominal cavity and you just like are fine. 
but <laughs> amazing. Maybe yeah. that's why they wanted to study you and your family. Cause you're just like immortal. So thank you for bringing me back here. Uh, <laughs> that's like the whole plot of everything, right? Is so you start off trying to find your daughter mm-hmm. um, because your wife is dead. You know, she's all you have left kind of thing. You're going to mm-hmm. rescue her. Um, and you kind of start off. Oh, I think she's in the castle. Well, then once you beat Lady Demetresque and her daughters and things like that, you find a part of your daughter, like a vial. Ooh. And it's got a part of your daughter in it. Ugh. And it's told to you through the Duke, who, by the way, is the best character in Resident Evil. He's the Evil. merchant, right? Yeah. Is he better than the Resident Evil 4 merchant? Because yes. that's hard to top. Yes. There's a, po- there's a point in the game where the Duke says, what are you buying? He goes, and then he laughs and he goes, just something an old friend used to say. I love that. <laughs> I loved okay. it so much. I I love that. Like I I had I like my brother and I or some buddies and I from high school, like occasionally, like if we're gaming or whatever, and somebody's like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy that, one of us will be like, What are you buying? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it seriously, it was so I laughed out loud when I was playing the game. I was like, that is such a great just like throwaway line. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, like, uh, you feel like Leo DiCaprio sitting in his chair pointing at the screen like, they said it! <laughs> well, the other thing is, too, right? Like, it's fan service done right, where, like, yes, I appreciate that because I've played more than just this game. But also, if this was your first game, it, you don't think any, it doesn't disrupt anything. Right. Like, it, you just move right on because you're it's in, or- you're in menu. Like, it's right. not it's even, it's organic. Like a it's something, it's something that a merchant would say. Like, right. Right. Yeah. It's just a toss-away line, and it was just perfect. So it's told to you by the merchant that the rest of the parts of your daughter are around the village with these lords, okay? Mm -hmm. So there are four lords of of the village. They all serve Miranda, who is the ultimate bad guy in this one, um, or bad woman, whatever. Sure. And uh, so you're like, all right, I'm going to go get the rest of my daughter. Um, so you go Which around, is such a weird ass sentence to say, but we'll go with it. Yeah. So like you find her head at the oh, that's at the castle and you got to go get the rest of it. So you bounce around, whatever classic, like this is, these are the four bosses, go fight them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You go all around, you collect the parts of your daughter, you come back. Um, it becomes kind of revealed to you that um, Miranda is trying to resurrect her daughter and your daughter is going to be like a vessel. Um, for the uh, dead uh-huh. Okay. So she's trying to do this ritual where... The ceremony she, or whatever. Right. So you collect all the parts, and Miranda straight up kills you. Kills Ethan after you get all the parts. Uh, by the way, that was like six hours of gameplay you just skipped. Part, so you just, you die? You die. Miranda kills you. Okay. Uh, she like puts... There's There's like this... Uh, I would call it like slime, but it's supposed to be, it's like an ooze kind of thing, but sure, it's at she, she Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you kind of, but at certain points it's like hard, like tree, like almost, mm-hmm. um, but at other points it's kind of fluid. So it's a little odd. Um, it's like, uh, it's like the one, is it the reality gem from Avengers from Thor two, the red and black one that's ah. like a liquid. It's kind of like that. What the fuck is that called? It's a, 
Oh, what do they call it's, it? It's from Thor 2, which is the worst Marvel movie, and I won't hear anyone tell me otherwise. Well, Carl will tell you otherwise, but it is the worst one. Thor 2's garbage. Um, Thor the Dark World had the dark elves in it. Yep, I can't remember what the, I don't know. what they call that stone. Regardless. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like that, where uh, she has control of it. It is it is a mold, is what the game will tell you, but it doesn't like look like it's weird. So anyway, she like stabs that right through you, uh, grabs your heart out, and like is holding your heart and like talking to Wonderful. you while you die. Ether, by the way. Ether, that's what it was. Yep. And for bonus points, who was the name of the villain that had it in that movie? I'll never get it. it he was a Doctor Who. He was the ninth Doctor. Was the actor who who played it? Yeah. Uh, Christopher maybe? Eccleston, I think, is the actor who plays him. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Or no. Who was he portrayed by? Shoot, I'm in a Christopher Eccleston, yeah. Yes, it is Eccleston. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll just... That's his name now. Christopher Eccleston is in the MCU. Nerd credit restored. <laughs> anyway, so she has your heart. She killed you, took your heart out. She kills you, and then you take over playing as Chris. Mm. This is like in the seventh hour of the eight hours that I played. Okay. Right. And uh, the ritual is starting because now she has all the pieces of your daughter or whatever. It doesn't make sense because as certain, again, I played this, I'm giving this to you quickly and only from my memory, but like mm. you go and get the parts of your daughter, I think to try to resurrect your daughter and you pretty sure. much bring them to Miranda, which is kind of weird, you know, she um, used you, but also I'm pretty sure that at different points in the game, it says that Miranda gave the pieces to the Lords. So I don't know what why the, that needed to happen, but it did for some right. plot contrivance. But it, it does. It does happen for sure. I know sure. that because of what I'm about to tell you. But you fight Chris as Chris, you fight up to the ceremony site, right? And I bet you like when you play as Chris, like you're like You're kidded. Oh, you're you're fucking tricked out. Yeah, you're fully kidded as you, like, you play as Chris. I remember the big controversy. Not controversy, but the big uh thing people made fun of when resident evil 5 came out was mm -hmm. you play as chris and they're like chris's biceps and shoulders are like goddamn tree trunks yeah. like he's just huge yeah so uh, does the game make you feel like you're playing as like a linebacker uh not necessarily a linebacker because it is it is first person sure um, so like you can't see much of yourself really ever um, but it does feel like you are a fucking threat compared you're to being, basically Duke Nukem yeah to compared to being Ethan you feel like super powerful that's awesome like um, I, I love moments like that in games where they just hand you the keys to the kingdom and say go fucking nuts it, dude so it was a lot of fun I really enjoyed it but uh, it did make it feel like what why did I even up pay all this money to upgrade Ethan's stuff like he just died, you know? Sure. Uh, but here we go. Back to it. So you get back to the ceremony site, and there's a cutscene. You see Miranda, all this stuff. You find Mia. Oh, your she's wife, alive. Who is alive. Uh, by the way, Chris tells you at certain, like right before you find Mia, honestly, uh, you find out that uh, the Mia who was shot in the home in the beginning of the game is Miranda. Whoa. And Miranda's a shape shapeshifter and can like completely resemble anyone. That's terrifying. So, 
uh, what what actually happened while you were blacked out is Miranda was faking that she was dead, uh, mm-hmm. was in the car with the child and a bunch of the agents and you apparently, and ripped out of the body bag, killed everybody, took your child, and that's where you picked up the story. Sure. So, okay. uh, the ceremony's going on. You find the actual Mia, uh, and it's mm-hmm. confirmed by Chris because he's like, "Where's Miranda?" You know, and. Miranda's somewhere else, so they can see Miranda, they can see Mia, so this is me. Right, right. Um, and uh, Chris Because tell- Miranda can be Mia, but Mia can't be Miranda. Right, so, so Chris tells Chris I'm tells pretty sure Mia that's that- like a geometry proof somewhere in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, there's a triangle in there, and never, you can get never two, but you can't, you can't get the third one in there. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Math they- checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so what ends up happening is, uh, you go to heaven. You're playing as Ethan again after this kind of cut scene with Chris. And you, y'all can't see it, but I got one eyebrow raised right now, like real skeptical. Like I wouldn't call it heaven. You go to an afterlife of some kind. Sure. It's it's super cold. Ethan constantly saying like, it, "Man, it's freezing." All this stuff. And then there's a a figure, uh, a woman who mm-hmm. um, is kind of silhouetted, so you can't see much. Um, like it's pretty amorphous, but you can tell mm-hmm. it's another person or whatever. Um, and uh, she basically explains to you that you are dead, but you have been dead. And she's like, think about it. Like, think about what happened. And you oh, have like a... you, you never could have made it out of Louisiana. There's oh, no way. It's like, literally you're you're on. You got fucking nailed it, bud. Hey, even a blind squirrel finds a nut twice a day. So you go through these like flashbacks of what happened in Louisiana. And she says, like, there's a cutscene of you. Uh, it's actually a cutscene in seven of when mm-hmm. you get knocked out by Dad Baker. I don't remember his name, but the dad sure. of that family. Right. And she's like, he murdered you that night. Like, he killed you. Well, shit. He goes, and she goes, but you came back from that. And then there's a cutscene of you, like, waking up and figuring out where you are, stuff like that. It's like so the first scene zombie. in that game. Yeah. And she goes, that's fucked up. And she goes, look at yourself. And you kind of look down and your hands are all like green and stuff like that. She goes, your entire body is made of mold. Whoa. She goes, your whole body is mold. And uh, what's interesting is through some more stuff at, when you're Chris, right before that happens, you find out this, it's a huge bombshell. So if the spoiler people are still here, it's your fault. Cause we're 20 minutes in. And <laughs> I've told you thrice now. So um spoilers 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 so it's found out oh man i'm about to lose nerd credit but that's okay my score is gonna go back down um umbrella corp right it's whole big thing of fucking course it's umbrella so hold on it's umbrella's whole thing right is that they're gonna make this a better species Mm. and they use a viral component to spread the t-virus right Mm mm-hmm um, so that's how they're going to make it better. The transport for whatever is doing the damage is a virus. Right. In the last two games, it's been much different. Um, so the transport has not been viral. Um, it's been mold. It's been biological based. Mm. So mold in both of those games. Um, sure. You find out interestingly, which I don't know what they're going to do with it yet, that the Louisiana mold and this mold, this European mold are not the same. They're different. Great. So there's a, a line that happens that says that 
they compared the two and that this one originated here. There's no like uh no match. No hereditary match, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this one evolved by itself is what I think they say. But regardless, um you also find out through some notes uh from the main umbrella guy. Uh, oh shoot. Uh, Wesker. Albert Wesker. Yes. Okay. So you find a note from him, right? And he's like, Mwah. and he says he's writing to Miranda. Oh, that's not good. And he says, uh, you know, your work on a biological component is truly miraculous. Me and a bunch of friends are making a company to work on a viral component to push evolution forward, stuff like that. Um, oh, shit. And uh, these are like, like old notes. Yeah. He was like, I very much enjoyed my time on your at your village and the experimentation you're doing has been great, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and then it, it was like, hope to see you later, Miranda, and then love Wesker, right? Or not love, but whatever. Uh, so I ship it. So, oh, <laughs> so fucking nuts. So Miranda <laughs> is doing, you know, basically the same thing Umbrella was doing, but with this mold that right. you've been working with. And now your mold. And so you okay. hop, so you hop, you kind of resurrect um, from where your dead body was. You get kicked out of heaven. You get kicked out of purgatory or whatever that was. <laughs> Gandalf, I, Gandalf says you got to go back. He puts you back on the bus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God, that's a deep cut. It's almost a six month old reference now. Woo. Uh, so you're back in your body, but you're still like pretty fucked up. Which okay, so that explains the whole time how you've been able to like get so damaged, get so damaged, and keep going. Yeah, because you're just chock full of mold. You're moldy. You're a moldy that dude. Mold guy. So you're basically a mold monster, and uh, mm-hmm. you're back in your back in your body. You have to fight a little bit to get back to where you're going. You have mm-hmm. your last run in with the Duke to get kitted, and then sure. you're in. You're fighting Miranda. Right, right. And Chris is up on some ledge or whatever, sniping because he's a bitch. I don't even remember them doing anything, but regardless, you go through the whole, you know, four phase boss fight, whatever, until she hits her final form. Sure, you end up winning. Blah blah blah. You get your daughter back. Everybody's happy. Whatever, except that you die again, and this time you actually die. Like mm-hmm. you, Ethan dies. Right. So he like becomes all solid, like concrete or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mia thought like, you were dead like anyway. Been ha- like, so like that that happens to the Dimitrescu's daughters when you kill them. Yeah, kind of. Very, very, very similar. Yep. Um, although they're made apparently out of bugs. Um, That's pleasant. Flies, That's just... flies, I think. Oh, God. That... All right. No, that would be the one spoiler I probably would have been fine without imagining. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, <laughs> as Ethan, in your dying moments, you give your daughter to Chris. And tell her to like, I think he says, teach her to be brave or something like that. And then you die. Mm. Um, sure. And you, oh, you don't turn to, you don't turn solid. You are turning solid. You're like mm-hmm. losing stuff. But he's got a bomb that he ends up blowing up the village. Once Chris and Mia and his daughter are far enough away, he blows sure. up the village. And then, okay. So he stays back, make sure that they can get away. It's the whole thing. Noble. So that, and then game ends. So now you've played the whole game. Well, there we go. Now I know. So now I take you to my pitch. Okay. Right. Now we're only we're 27 in. minutes in. We're in the episode now. But B 
because these molds are apparently what's doing this or yep i don't and the mold thing is loosely based right sure but somehow the molds are doing this uh yep. turning turning people or organisms crazy and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. where's that mold come from well i would argue that that mold comes from the forest moon of endor oh no yeah oh god because we're going to the Ewok village for my <laughs> Resident Evil game. Resident Ewok village. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it writes itself. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, I've all right. So I, I mentioned on an earlier episode the Ewok hunt game mode yes. in Battlefront. Yes. This is just a whole game of that. So, do you play as like a stormtrooper? Like, please tell me you play as like someone who's so, stranded on fucking Endor. So, I've thought a lot more about like building the world than I have about who you're plan. gonna play as necessarily. Sure. So, hit um, me with your world building, and we'll and we'll get there. We sure. don't need to define that right now. Well, because there there are so one thing eight did really well that I want to kind of rip off a little bit mm-hmm. is that each lord's kind of area is a very is a different style of horror. Sure. And by the way, I've been reading uh, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, which I just picked up. Hell yeah. And that talks a lot about like knowing what horror you're doing. So like whether it's body horror or folk horror or gothic horror, like there's all of these different kind of sub genres. um, Oh, definitely. And like knowing how to lean into that. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, in village in each Lord's area, there's like a steampunk horror section. There okay. is a kind of simic horror, like swampy, like, bo- like, like body horror. Uh, body horror is exactly what it is. Um, mm. The the other one, uh, they take away all your weapons and stuff, and so it's mm-hmm. like uh-uh. it's all adventure horror. So it's like we're, we're Americans taking away our weapons is horrific enough. Well, and you're like solving a puzzle uh, sure. while you're doing it, so you have to like go here to get this. Like, to go pe- back would you and, say peril? Peril horror, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. Um, but it's also like, it's all dolls and like a doll maker. I don't like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's almost like bottle horror, if that makes sense. Like you're in this small space. Like a bottle episode. Yeah. And you have to like move around. All your weapons are taken away. Um, sure. Almost like cinematic horror, honestly. Right. But anyway, so you do all this stuff. So I want to kind of rip off of that, which I was trying to think of on the forest moon when this is going to take place right okay so if so you're you're kind of going for the same like different sections of the game being different types of horror right and i thought that like so one thing i thought was interesting about the ewok village in general is that this could be like a a game which i think village done did pretty well again but that is like light outside right yeah like it can be like a tropical place. It, that's yeah, yeah. something that Resident Evil games haven't done a lot of. Like Resident no. Evil, a lot of time is like Victor- very Victorian. Very um, like almost Resident all Evil of and Barovia have a lot of overlap. Yeah, well, like even even the one what four is supposed to be in like Spain. It's a span. It's a remote ass Spanish village. Yeah, but it but it even then feels like kind of vaguely Victorian to me. Like there's like, like spires it's, it's, kind of. It's stuff. like Spain in November. So like all the trees have lost their leaves and there's castles and everything. And it's right. very, yeah, it, it's very much your, your standard like Resident Evil flavor. 
Yeah, and even even like seven, where they tried to go like into the swamp, it, it's still like a old school house, like for that area, which still has like a lot of like French influence, kind of. Right. Well, I mean, when, if you're trying to same. not, if you're trying to not be influenced by like Europe and France specifically, Louisiana is not the place to go. Like, right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what I like about this is it could be like a tro- like a South American, like tropical. Uh, yeah, like a, it could be like, like, like fucking forest, right? And uh, it can be daylight, it doesn't matter, but this mold has gotten into the Ewoks, and they're going crazy. Oh, God. Um, but I was thinking, too, that, like, uh, on the Star Wars timeline, right, that this could take place after uh, Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. And so there can be all the ruins of, like, the Empire there. You, If you weren't going to say it, I was definitely yeah. going to bring it up, because one aspect like one area of horror could be the abandoned imperial infrastructure. Yeah. You could have your stormtrooper zombies in there. Uh, even like down by the shield generator or whatever. Yeah, too, man. And yeah. Yeah. Well, they've, they've got like in one of the shots, they have a big landing platform and like a walled complex sure. with like turrets and bunkers and shit. And like yeah. an ATAT walking around. And I'm like, ATST, right? No, no, they have an eight. Like they got oh, the, they have the, an ATAT. On? Yeah, they got a full ad at it going on in there, man. And uh, like, imagine playing a Resident Evil game, right? Like crawling through the wreckage of a downed ATAT. Well, and that's like you, it, it'd be your science fiction horror. You know, that's like your alien. Alien. Yeah. yeah. Mind link. We're on the we're, same wavelength, we're folks. On, we're on one today. We're on one. Uh, tie, tie, tie another one on. Crack another beer. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've got your science fiction horror area. And then obviously you have your like treetop village classic yep. Ewok horror. Yep. Uh, there's swamps on uh, on the forest moon. Um, I'm sure there can- are. Canonically. Uh, so yep. like, and they have their own species of stuff that mm-hmm. was, was canon. So like I also looked into... Cause I thought one of the arguments against against me was going to be that like zombie Ewoks is probably okay in the first mm-hmm. chapter, but where does it go from there? You know, there's, there's a lot of shit on Endor. That there's they don't so much about. stuff on Endor. So I've got uh, like Yuzums yep. Yep. Uh, are, and Gorax, which are oh, like I, trolls, they like are, big ass things that live in they, the mountains. They're massive, dude. Like if you didn't bring up the fucking Gorax, I was going to bring it up. I'm like, Hey, if you want a cool enemy, you remember El Gigante from Resident Evil 4? Yeah, This dude. is him. This is basically him. I love it. Uh, there's also apparently something called a Condor Dragon. Uh, maybe? That's, Which, that's a deep pull. That's more well, than I know. So apparently uh, they had scouts that would like scan, scan the treetops for these things. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find one a of picture those, of anyone. Um, one of those would probably ruin your day. But, you know, any good Resident Evil game has a flying enemy. Yeah, yep, that's so, your boss fight. There you go, perfect. You got a, you got a flyer now. Um, and then there's oh. these things from the swamp called Daloks. Um, oh shoot, do I know what that is? They look nope. like an upright dog. Like if this looks like a teddy bear kind of thing, they're just oh, kind of bigger. Okay. And they have like yeah, an yeah, underbite yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yep. thing. I think I know what you're talking about. They got like little tusks on them. Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, they're just bigger Ewoks. Perfect. <laughs> like, that's all we need. You could have a cave level. Oh man. So you can go to the mountains, you get in the caves, uh, you're at your treetop villages, you got yep. your empire ruins, uh, yep. you can go into the swamps if you need, like, yeah, you, it's got it all, man. Yeah, you got all all your genres of horror, all your locales. Are you playing as an Ewok? See, I, I'm not sure. 
So somehow, I think, as the protagonist, the way I want to do it is whatever. I don't have the start, but I've got the end. Uh-huh. And, the, and the end of it is that you your job is to get the sample off of Endor. Yes, like, yes, like that's perfect. The true sample or, what you know, whatever. Like, he can't just right. go grab a vial and leave. But, mm-hmm. like, he needs to get the specific, you know, the, the powerhouse, mitochondrial DNA of this thing. Right. Um, the powerhouse I've, of the cell. I've, I've got a, a, an interesting plug then for that. Because, sure. So we've, we've referenced, and we're probably going to do it at some point, like, you know, Carl's done his Digimon TED Talk, and, you, and you've done your Mortal Kombat TED Talks. Yeah. I'm going to do a Star Wars Expanded Universe TED Talk. But one of the things is, like, one of the, one of the phenomena in the Expanded Universe is, like, the Emperor planned for every fucking eventuality. Like, sure. he was miles ahead of everyone. And so he has these storehouses, these research bases across the galaxy in like the most remote backwater ass places. Sure. So maybe there was one on Endor and maybe the virus got out. I fucking love it. And that's what this is. So it's a biological mold, maybe mold based if you're going with Resident Evil 8's theme. Yeah. And you have to get the sample off world and get it to the, the... rebels or the new republic because somebody's got to know about this or if this makes it off the planet sure she's fucked (laughs) i i really love this idea too because that means that eventually in resident evil like 15 we got to fight the empire uh, oh yeah because they're responsible for this whole thing (laughs) (laughs) dude i like again like you you know i've only played resident evil 4 but like give me leon kennedy as a protagonist in anything yeah, I'm so there. Like when I played Resident Evil Four, I almost went out and bought a fucking bomber jacket, like Leon's. Hell yeah. I thought it was the coolest shit. It and now bomber jackets super in, so you're good. Go Fuck buy yeah. that. Go buy that jacket, man. I might. I might just go have to buy it. Like, <laughs> so yeah, if you if you give me Leon like shooting up zombie stormtroopers and giving one liners and fucking karate roundhouse kicking and suplexing guys like he does. In yeah, Resident man. Evil I'm I'm so in. Like and I, hell yeah. And even. I think it would be interesting too, because you've got, you know, we talked about this in the fixing zombies episode, but where you need kind of classes of zombies, right? Yes, you do. The Ewoks and, and kind of an alien planet in general lend themselves to like different types of zombies and like, uh, various, like they've already got a civilization kind of structure. So like the village chiefs, can ease i mean that plugs so well into being your bosses like yeah absolutely your boss fights are gonna be you know these these chiefs and also i just think zombie ewoks are interesting because like they're a low target when you're playing the game right they're short they're teddy bears it's just man evil ewoks running around you're basically playing gremlins the game call a witcher (laughs) (laughs) man so many plugs right now (laughs) <laughs> Go listen to the back catalog if you haven't, folks. We would love you for it. Um, I'm on board. Yeah. This is excellent. One what a th- fucking idea. One other thing that I thought would be super awesome, and you see it in, in uh, Return of the Jedi, but uh, the Ewoks are like trap builders, right? Oh, God. And so they would have all these traps laid like around the villages. And mm-hmm. when they would turn into a zombie, like they obviously they don't care about those traps anymore, whatever. And so right. like you would have to be kind of actively watching for like trip wires and stuff. Oh man. What, what's, what's worse though? Zombie Ewoks that don't care about their traps and forget about them or zombie Ewoks that use them against you and Dude, try that's to like even better. 
herd you into a punchy so much pit. better. But like, imagine you're because the classic thing is right, like shooting while you're walking backwards. Yeah. But like you're walking backwards, shooting at these things, and then this giant fucking log just swings and like Dex breaks you. your back. You, yeah. And then the Resident <laughs> Evil, you are dead. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good, dude. Definitely in. I am. 100% in for this. This is like an amazing idea. You have thought the fuck out of this. I have. I, I, I was trying to pick a village and you know, I uh, I don't want to take get I take shots right now or tell you what I was thinking in case it's yours, but you mm. know, there's I f- just feel like as a village, the Ewok yeah. village like structures itself well to function as a, like a smaller setting for a game like that's the other thing about the resident evil games is they're kind of a bottle episode right they're definitely a bottle episode all of them definitely are because you have you have to have like a pretty defined area or it's amorphous like right either either a defined area or a very defined objective but preferably both right and that's and that's the thing yeah that's a good point um I, uh, cause like you look at some like more open world zombie games, they don't do, they don't function as well, frankly. The the best one that I've encountered personally was the DLC for the original Red Dead Redemption. Red that Dead was Redemption really one. good. Undead Nightmare. Undead Nightmare really is great. Good. Wild West Zombies. What's yeah. not to like? That one, that one is really good. That one's um, good. But like, even like Dead Rising, it's in yeah. a mall. Like it's a yeah. bottle episode, essentially. Like. Yeah, for sure. I I think it just I mean, it your setting sets the tone. Um mm-hmm. and I and I think, you know, having that kind of you're on this area of Endor and things can be like overgrown to keep you out of the way and, and things like that. Um, yeah. I, well you you've got you're you're fighting the planet itself. To at an extent, that point. yeah. Like, I like it. Oh, dude. Okay. No, I I need to I need to get you a, a set of Star Wars ebooks because the Thrawn trilogy kind of deals a little bit with some with some stuff like this. Like, okay. it's it's like cloning, but after the original episodes, and it's like there's a whole section of one book where Luke has to survive out in the wilderness, but there's these animals that block the Force, so he's like on his fucking own. Okay, and like he has to trek over land to get to a place, and I'm just like. Oh, and the, and it's full of predators. Like it's full Naturally. of shit that's trying to kill him. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I this is this is a big a big like strong pick out the gate. You did a really good job with this. I I, I want this game. Yeah, I would play it. I would definitely okay. play this game. So Battlefront Two's on Game Pass, right? Yeah. Play Ewok Hunt. Okay. Go play that shit. Like, yeah. you will get this vibe from it because you have a flashlight on your E11 as a stormtrooper, but it only illuminates a 30 degree cone in the center of your screen. Yeah. And everything else is pitch black and it's all like destroyed after the battle. Yeah. And the Ewoks are fucking hunting you. Well, it takes place in the Ewok village, right? Yeah. In and around the Ewok village. It's terrifying. See, it already exists digitally. Just make it. And put Chris Redfield in it. Yeah. (laughs) Plug and play. So who do you play as then is the question. So you, so one of two things can happen, right? If this, we've set up this idea that, you know, it's a biological weapon that's been, uh, it's kind of set loose um, mm-hmm. on the planet um, and is changing the planet. So one of two things can happen, right? You can be someone who is like a resistance fighter who is trying to figure out why this happened, um, mm-hmm. get, get to the heart of it and get a sample off, off planet so that they can fix it. 
study mm-hmm. it to fix it. Or you play as a stormtrooper who is trying abandoned. to get it. Oh, I like abandoned. But he's got to have a mission is the problem. Well, all right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the baton from you in this little relay race sure. here and, and pitch this, this other end of it, right? Because the other part of Resident Evil that's cool are the characters you meet, like the Duke, like true. the Merchant, like Luis from the first game, or mm-hmm. the first game. It should have been the first game, Resident <laughs> Evil. Um, the first one on your timeline. <laughs> the first, yeah, there were there was no Resident Evil until four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like Luis, or like like even the villains, like this Miranda or Lady yeah. Dimitrescu. Like, look how popular she's gotten. Yep. The characters you meet are what really makes the game. For so. Sure. If you're, no matter who you're playing as, I think you need to encounter a, a, like a smuggler that's got stranded there. You need to encounter a couple of stormtroopers that have been abandoned by the empire and have been fending for themselves for years, a bounty hunter or two, you know, maybe Mando makes a cameo and he's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Hell yeah. I love that. Like, I mean, you know, you don't, you don't need to meet any named characters, but like, imagine Imagine like a, a prospector or somebody that was on Endor that's kind of slowly gone insane as things have gone to hell. You yeah. know, you, you, you can meet some really weird, interesting characters. Yeah, for sure. That aren't Ewoks. <laughs> that, are, that aren't Ewoks. That, yeah, that is kind of the problem, right? <laughs> the, the forest moon of Endor is basically all Ewoks, <laughs> as, at least as much as we've seen it. All Ewoks all the time. Yep. But yeah, I, uh, I like that. And, and playing as the stormtrooper, right? You could be... Even if you were abandoned, maybe you get some kind of communication that is like, you know, we know we know you're down there. Uh, it's yeah. too dangerous for us to bring anyone else in, uh, but we need you have a mission while you're here. Like, or or, or even go get this or, sample. That, yeah, that emperor needs it. Right. Or or even you've been down there. I mean, let's say you've been down there for like ten years and you're living and you're subsisting, and you encounter this zombie plague. And you run into a rebel agent. Sure. And so you're like, you know, it, it, it's it's like you read about those pockets of resistance from like World War II where they find two guys on an yeah. island 40 years later that think the war is still going on. Yeah. You think the war is still going on. And you run into this rebel agent that's like, dude, the war is over. Like, I'm, I'm, I was sent here because we heard about some strange readings or whatever coming from the planet. Right. And then he, he or she dies and they're like, you have to get this off world that's amazing like i know i know you hate me and everything i stand for because we destroyed the empire and took your way of life away right but this is bigger than the two of us you have to let the galaxy know about this like yeah. this could this could be dangerous so i don't yeah, know and I it, can, it can be sold too as like a not to hit a chord here but as like a pandemic scenario right so yeah, that, yeah. that person's whole idea can be like you know, if we don't tell anyone about this, people are going to come here and they're going to leave and they're going to bring it's gonna it bring off it, world. Bring it with them. Yep. And so it's perfect. Fuck. So like you're at the source, you got to save it. I love it. Because like, it's the right thing to do as a person. Not, TM, TM, TM. Not, yeah, right. <laughs> it's the right thing to do as a human, not as, you know, Even a, the a, empire a or the resistance. Right. Right, right. It, it's, it's just the right thing to do. Right. You know, so you need to you know, to pull from Halo. So they need the glass Endor. So what? Yeah. I love <laughs> like, the, I, I love the idea too, of like, um, just that if you play as a stormtrooper, even if it's someone who is not actively a stormtrooper, 
Um, right. You're playing from like, you're kind of playing on that idea that evil, like evil characters are moral as well. Like, right. They're, you know, they're the heroes of their own story, right? They, they don't do enough of that in Star Wars. And I'm not, I don't want to sound like an empire sympathizer or anything like that. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. But like, there were people who believed in doing the right thing. Like even, even in, in the, in the movies, like Luke was going to join up and join the Academy and be a pilot for the empire. Like that's what he wanted to do. So, you know, you can be a, a moral character in that, in the game, just like abandoned by the empire. So like, I, I like the idea that in a panic, you run into your like forest hut and, open up like a wooden chest that you've made and you've got like the few remaining pieces of your stormtrooper armor and you're like strapping it on and you check the charge on your blaster and it like, you know, it's got a little bit left. Right. And, and you, you have your survival gear that you've tried to tried to preserve over these years. And that's why you start out with so little in the game and you upgrade as you go. Yeah. Cause you've been there too long. You've been there too damn long. Resources are low. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. I mean, I can't fucking follow that. Come on, Capcom, get at us. Come on, Capcom, seriously. <laughs> I I have a couple. I have two different pitches here. Hey. And we don't we don't have to go into either one of them nearly as in depth because I haven't fleshed them out and it's also <laughs> gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to follow up Resident Ewok, but Resident uh, Ewok is the best. <laughs> I want like I, love ta- it so I want much. a tattoo of that Resident Ewok. Uh, Hey, they make a shirt. <laughs> um, the two I've got. All right. And, uh, and they're, they're sort of similar in tone to each other, but you can go very different directions for them. All right. Okay. Pallet town and animal crossing. I, so animal crossing was on my considerations. Yep. So let's okay. go there first. I think it's probably the weaker one of the two. Hey, we'll I like see. pallet town, but <laughs> I also love Animal Crossing, um, but I thought so, about this a little bit. In Animal Crossing New Horizons, you're on an island, right? Yes. So I'm thinking it's a lot like the opening of Resident Evil 4, wherein in Resident Evil 4, you're dropped off in this remote village and everything appears normal until the villagers try to kill you. Right. Like it, like the first 10 minutes of the game, 5-10 minutes... Like you're just exploring and you go talk to this guy. You're like, Hey, this, you know, I'm looking for this girl. Like I'm a cop, you know, do you know where she is? And he's like cussing you out in Spanish until he grabs an ax and tries to kill you. Right. So in resident animal crossing, you wash up on the shore of the Island, go talk to a few villagers. Everything seems normal. So one of them grabs an ax and tries to kill you. Okay. All right. I'm on board so far. And so then it takes advantage of the crafting system and resource gathering system of animal crossing to build your survival tools, like build a small base, like a hut, whatever. And like, this is, this is going to have to be a much bigger Island, but really love this. I don't know what the storyline exactly would be, but Tom Nook's the villain. Tom Nook's gotta be the bad guy. (laughs) He's the fucking bad guy. He's the worst. Like (laughs) he's like, what if all of my tenants were immortal and could pay me forever? What if Tom Nook is trying to like brainwash the island or something? Like Basically, that? yeah. Like, or maybe he if, already what, has. Yeah. What I mean, whatever it is, Tom Nook lets out the fucking T virus. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, all I could think of was like the screen in New Horizons when you like catch a fish or whatever, and he's just and he's, holding it up. It's like, yeah, you caught the T virus. <laughs> uh, brain. Um, but like, Animal Crossing has some iconic characters too. So like, Tom Nook is your overarching villain, but his two kids could be mini bosses. The Able Sisters could be mini bosses. You got CJ, that one the he's the fisherman guy he's the yep. beaver yep i don't know what his what his real name is but emily and i call him chomp johnson because he's cj <laughs> <laughs> he's a beaver chomp johnson is a great name for a beaver named cj what else could it possibly be that's I, it i will call him nothing else but chomp johnson now because yep. that's excellent that's what it. he is so all of these iconic characters i mean Rossetti, even Rossetti, like the underground mole guy that yells at you for shutting off without saving that's awesome too because you could like you get an underground level i'm assuming now too oh yeah you gotta go he's definitely one of your harder mini bosses for sure oh yeah oh and 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 think about it you've got the net you but you've also got a shovel you've got an axe you've got a slingshot like you have different weapons that you can use to beat these zombies yeah I think I think to make Animal Crossing Resident Evil Resident Crossing uh I think <laughs> evil you, animals <laughs> I think you have to be more less of an adventure style horror game and more yeah. of a survival horror. It is definitely like a I think it uh, has to lean into the like the crafting system. Yes. Because it's definitely like a rust or like a uh Yeah. like a like a Minecraft ass survival game. Yes. Uh, which Resident Evil does, uh, you know, there yeah, is parts. there is the crafting system in that, especially in eight. So like you mm-hmm. can craft on the fly in eight, which oh, I think cool. is a great like addition. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's like you know only two two material stuff. The mm-hmm. the the crafting system in the game is kind of toned down, I think, from other games. But it sure. works really well, and it's always been a part of the game where you know you find a couple herbs, mash them together, right. and you got yourself a health potion. You know that's uh, so like where Animal Crossing, the like resource gathering and and things like that, are where that game kind of really shines. Oh, it's where it shines, yeah, yeah. Like you could really lean into that craft based uh, like survival horror, um, even if like the Tom Nookians only come out at like nighttime. You sure. it could even be more of like you know you spend the day resource gathering and uh and building your base or whatever and then mm-hmm. after that you know you've got to get back on time almost right. or you know whatever uh, if you're rules. adventuring at night you gotta be ready to fight you know well and like raiding villagers houses because that's a big part of animal crossing is going to your villagers houses and seeing how they live yeah well maybe that's where you got to go to get like good shit Tom Nook's house is just a fortress, <laughs> just a unit. Yep, just a fucking compound. <laughs> it's like it's the end level of Resident Evil Four with like the oh the castle walls and the Gatling turrets and everything. Yeah, like, Tom Nook don't fuck around, man, and well, he, he will have his money. He's had these people building stuff for him this whole time. Yeah, that's his whole thing. That bastard. Yep. So that that was my that's my Animal Crossing, I really, Resident Evil Crossing. I really pitch. enjoy that. I really enjoy Resident Crossing. It, you know, it's a, uh, it's definitely, 
it's definitely going to stray or have to stray a bit from like the blueprint of Resident Evil as it is now. Right, but 7 and 8 also kind of did that. 7 and 8 definitely did it. Um especially cuz like 7 specifically is so made for VR, you know? Mm-hmm. Um apparently it's coming for 8 and it'll be good on 8 if they can get it right. Sure. But um it'll uh yeah, it'll be it'll be a little different you know i don't think this is a shooter no really uh no any any more than like using your slingshot but i think you stick to the top down camera angle kind of or you know they're they're slightly behind you yeah like almost third person-esque just so like you can still get snuck up on and surprised by the villagers absolutely like resident evil has done third person too like oh yeah no i mean that's what i think of when i think of resident evil like these are like two of the first ones to ever seven and eight are like some of the first person ones in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. That's my, that's my resident evil animal crossing pitch. I like that one. Now I, I can get into, into pallet town, I think. Okay. But again, See, it's going to be different. How? Cause how I, much? I made a different universe into a resident evil game. I feel like you're making other games, resident evil, which I'm also here for. Right. I'm making other games, resident evil. Right. right? So here's here's the thing. How much do you know about like the hidden mechanics in like the Pokemon console games, like IVs and EVs and all that? Oh, so I got deep into this only recently, though. Okay. Um, so, so I'm not you, exactly sure how they work before you could breed. Do you know what the Pokerus is? No. Pokerus is a virus that can yes spawn. okay yes i know this i know <laughs> yes it, it's the virus that spawns in the game and it makes your pokemon gain double evs mm-hmm. from battles so it makes them like grow faster right but what if it didn't what if i love this it made your pokemon into goddamn zombies that's right it's the t-virus it's the t-virus it's not the pokerus it's the t-virus <laughs> okay and so now you have your Pokemon team and you, you try to catch, you know, non-zombie Pokemon. I, I, it's better if you can't catch zombie Pokemon. Sure. Acts and like it's a, a trainer su- battle that way it, almost. Right, right. And you have to battle zombie Pokemon. You have to battle trainers. You like run into pockets of people that have survived. It's basically like, like Undead Nightmare or sure. like an open world survival zombie game with Pokemon. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely into it. So. Do your Pokemon, your Pokemon have to run a risk of becoming, becoming zombies. zombies? Yes. If Otherwise, they, there's if no they stakes. Get hit, whatever. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no stakes. Like, I would imagine it's like a Iron Man run of Pokemon, where if your Pokemon faints, it's going to become a zombie, and you have to account for that. Okay. This is a lot. Uh, I'm trying to Google while I'm talking. but uh, That's okay. It's a lot like a Pokemon game that I played once. Um in the way that you're describing it, it's it was on GameCube, I think, and it, Pokemon Coliseum XD no, Gale of Darkness. Gale of Darkness is the one. I'm hey, thinking. baby! So very similar, where you had like Pokemon who were getting sick. From what I remember of the game, uh, there's mm-hmm. like the darkness. That's, I mean, I remember it's got like Lugia is on the cover, and it's all red eyes, and it's all like, like it went to Hot Topic looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're dark. They're like. They're tainted Pokemon. Yeah, and you you have to like kind of save them is the whole idea, right? I haven't played that much of that game. If you can't tell, yeah, them. you you have to like purify them. Sure. 
So similar kind of idea. I mean, minus the purify stuff, but you know, you've got these Pokemon who are affected by you know the right the P virus. Let's call it the Pokemon. The virus. P- I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes passing a drug test real hard. The Mon the virus. P virus. The Mon, the Mon virus. The Mon. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll say we'll say they're, they're zombies. Uh, I'm trying to think though. Because this still just kind of feels like a Pokemon skin. Like, how are we going to make it? Right. That's the question. Its own thing. You have to. Okay, so here's what it is. You know the scientists that created Mew? Yep. Created Mew, or Mewtwo, rather? Yep. Well, they went too goddamn far and they made the T-Virus. Okay, I'm into it. So it's this is set like post-collapse of civilization. And you're not a Pokemon trainer because you want to beat the Pokemon League. You're a Pokemon trainer to survive. I and love that. So there aren't gym leaders anymore. There are the ruins of like Cerulean City. And like you have to go around and you're trying to collect information. You're following a main quest. You're not like trying to get gym badges. You're sure. like, hey, where where you know, where were these scientists last seen? Or, you know, let's find a trail to get to their lab to figure this out. And like what I think would be really cool is you run into all kinds of different people in the games, like swimmers, hikers, you know, chefs, whatever. And you run into Pokemon Rangers. They're like park rangers or like survival people out in the wilderness, but they have like really strong Pokemon. Like you fight them late game usually. Sure. So maybe you play as a Pokemon Ranger, like kind of crossed with like an NCR Ranger from Fallout. You are like, you're you're sent out from one of the last like bastions of civilization all right and they're like go find where this virus started at because maybe we can find a way to cure it professor oak from his wheelchair now or whatever is like, <laughs> go find go find this virus this is all i know and like you even have to like cooperate with members of team rocket like it's literally the living against the zombies yeah yeah, like, you go see like Giovanni who is in a bunker. Yeah. Like yep. because he can afford to be. He's of just waiting it out in there. Yeah. Yeah. Lieutenant Surge. Just crazy. Crazy man. He's keeping the lights on. Him and that Raichu. Him and that Raichu, dude. That might like that's one of like the few like pockets of civilization is Lieutenant Surge's gym because he can keep the lights on and the floodlights and let them see Pokemon coming from far Gotta off. Swim and... out to Cinnabar Island. Oh man! Didn't even think about Cinnabar Island. Fucking wild, right? What happens to the Safari Zone? I'm I'm gonna say Cinnabar Island is like a paradise. It's mostly (laughs) fine. Built walls. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. Cinnabar Island's like mostly okay, but it's it's hell to get there. Oh yeah, it's it's like a nightmare because the oceans are probably full of like zombie tentacle. Oh fuck, that's rough. Yep, but that's also super cool. Zombie Gyarados is probably a boss fight. It's gotta be. Terrifying. I'm liking this a lot as like, um, almost like what the little bit that we've seen of uh, the Arceus game. Yeah, yep. It, it's it's deconstructing the formula. Yeah. It's it's not, it's hey, not strictly beat, a Pokemon game. Right. It, it's not beat these eight bosses and then go beat the end game. It's right. find the clues, follow the trail, figure out what's gotta happen. And so like, there's not gates where like, you know, in Pokemon where, oh, you can't go through here until you have cut. Yeah. Or, or flash. 
Yeah, or you can't go through here, and like that's how they they block off like the level structure. Right. Like it's really hard to get in over your head in Pokemon. Yeah. Not in this game. Like, sure. You you got to be fucking careful, or you're gonna get murked. I also love the idea um, of like Pokemon who are not infected yeah. in this game are difficult to come by. Very. And so like you get almost these like cutscenes or like these small moments in the game where, you know, you're traveling from whatever Palatown to civil Cinnabar Island and sure. you're going to, to do whatever, you know, you're, that's the next goal end right. game. But on, on that path, you know, you find an untainted tentacle who's like being surrounded and like, yeah. you have to like, Save them. Save the tentacle, and then that's how you get a tentacle on your team. Right. Is you've you're, like you're, you're saved not, this one, like this one is still yeah, okay. You're not catching them like right. a traditional trainer. Like you're saving them. or Which is a little more true to the anime, right? Like Very much true. Like we could bring it back to that, like focusing on the bond with your Pokemon. Right. And like, oh God, I just got a heartbreaking like. Yeah, because one of them's going to die. Well, not only that. <laughs> But one of them is going to get bit. Oh, yeah. And, and be turning. And be turning. And it's going to look at you. And it's going to show you the bite. And then it's going to turn around and it's going to walk into the forest so it doesn't turn by you and all of its other Pokemon friends. Fuck. Yep. All right. Weren't ready. Well, we weren't ready go, for that. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me right in the feels. Oh, gosh. I think there's more storytelling potential in this one than... than Pokemon or I Resident Crossing. I do too. But uh, like, it's harder to nail down some of the gameplay. Like Resident Crossing is like, oh yeah, crafting? Like hell yeah, I'm all about it. Like that right. makes total sense. Well, I don't know. Especially like that scene you just described. Like that can be towards the end of the game with your like out of ball Pokemon, like your companion Pokemon. Yeah, so yeah. Ash's Pikachu level. You know, I'm not saying that your, your ranger in this game needs to have a Pikachu, but like. Sure your friend in this game basically and right. uh you know it gets bit decides to head off rather than stay with you and uh you know you beat the game or whatever figure out how to solve this virus and then you like find your companion and fix and, them and fix them yes and like that's the like that's the journey that you have at least towards the end i'm all about it yeah like, i'm here for that that's oh. that's I mean, TM, 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 <laughs> <laughs> which TM though, like flamethrower or like rest. Uh, let's see. T- TM is the, what TM or HM, which one's TM is technical one? machine. Those are the single use. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never, you know, I never use those. Do you even use them? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, they make such a huge difference. They're I know it so... makes so much more sense to use them. And I never do because you can only use them once. I'm like never using this in case I need it later. Okay, but like, usually they're really good moves, and like when you beat gym leaders, they yeah, give they you give one, you. right? Yeah. So like you beat the flying gym leader, and they give you one like steel wing or something. Yeah, and it's like your flying type would never learn this normally, right? But you're you're not going to change flying types halfway through the game. Like you got your boy or girl, they know fly, mm-hmm. so you teach them steel wing because it's a really strong move, and like. That's that's the biggest thing is like it, it's single use. So you're like, oh, what if I want to put it on a different Pokemon? Right. But once you know which Pokemon you're sticking with, that's when you can like really spruce up their move sets. I never use them. Still so to this good. day, I know that I should, and I still don't. <laughs> There's so, well, and like 
like Thunder or Thunderbolt are super good. Flamethrower yeah, is a really good TM. You can get it. Yep. It's, uh, I remember, I think one of the early games gives you Swift. Which Swift is, just is like, decent. It can't miss. It can't just miss. can't miss. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you would find TMs in uh, in Pokemon Evil or Resident Love Pokemon. It. Resident Pokemon. We got to come up with a better one than that. Uh, hmm. 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 Uh, we'd make it Resident Evil Kanto, and the TO looks like 10. It's got to be Ooh. Resident Evil 10. That was going to be better than mine. Resident <laughs> Evil and Blues It and Evil. Oh, I like that. I like Blues It and Evil. <laughs> oh. You know K.K. Slider from Animal Crossing? Yeah. Zombie K.K. Slider has got to be a boss, and you can hear him coming when he's playing his guitar. Love it. Chasing you around yeah, you the can museum, like hide. maybe? You yeah. have to like hide, because you can hear him coming, but you can't really see him. Fucking blathers. Oh, I would feel good to get rid of that guy. I like Blathers. He can't hate on Blathers, man. He's just a big nerd. Yeah, I mean. Oh, shit. The dinosaurs in the museum. Ooh. I enjoy that. You get, like, Night at the Museum zombie vibes. Mm-hmm. Blathers is like, rise, my minions. Why Why did they never make... <laughs> Here we go. Let's just run into the next episode. But why did they never make a Night at the Museum video game? I bet I would be willing to bet you a case of beer they have, and it probably was like garbage. Man, why didn't they make a good one? I feel like a good <laughs> one would be like, like in the style of Resident Evil, where you like had to solve the problem. Okay, no, I'm Got on board. Like a I was, limited time to do it. I was gonna say Night of the Museum game to me just feels like a Harry Potter game reskin, where you're running sure. around a big area, fighting enemies on occasion. But I just like the idea, like certain parts are blocked off and. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yep. you gotta get past X thing to get to Y, and you're maybe ultimately that's, getting maybe, to Z. Maybe that's an episode. What I, what movie needs a game? Ninth Museum. Here we come. <laughs> anyway, folks, I think that is a pretty darn good deep dive on which village should be Resident Evil next. <laughs> I think hands down, it is the Ewok village. Oh, like, I can't wait. To I need it. that in my life. So good. It's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, uh, get at us at SITV Pod on most social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, anywhere like that. You know, keep listening to the episodes. We're on Spotify and all your other major podcast areas Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever else. Yeah. Your, uh, your reviews and comments help us immensely. So, you know, we don't have any uh any kind of money making devices yet for this uh for this podcast any ads or anything like that but um if you would the best way you can support the show as a listener is to review and subscribe and say nice things preferably <laughs> um and that helps us on the algorithm algorithms and things like that any press is good press if you need to yell at me yell at me it's fine <laughs> i will happily get into a flame war on the internet <laughs> Anyway, so I lose but, enough nerd cred for us both. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I we've both had our moments on here, which <laughs> is the best part. But folks, uh, yeah, thank you for sticking with us so far. We've seen some really big upticks in listenership recently. That kind of really makes us happy. So it shows that we're not the only ones enjoying, you know, the inane drivel of bullshit that spouts from our <laughs> mouths on this it, like imposter syndrome ass program. Um, <laughs> But 
my name is Mike. And I'm Cody. And watch them Ewoks, man. You can't fucking trust them. Yeah. Don't turn your back to an Ewok. Never turn your back to an Ewok because it <laughs> might just eat you. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Are you incapable of restraining yourself? Or do you take pride in being an insufferable no-till? Right to ludicrous speed. Expecto Patronum! Parts are flying from both teams. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>